I'm Brandon. Hey, it's Jimmy. And this is a very special episode of Almost Got Him, a podcast about Batman the Animated Series. Jimmy, last time we got together, we talked about Beware of the Grey Ghost, and I thought it, that went so well, we need to run it back and talk a little bit more. But this time, we're going to talk with a good friend of the show, writer Rocco Jerome, and the writer of uh, such comic books known as uh, Ghost Agents, Ghost Agents, Crimson Reckoning, and the Ghost Agents Metropolis. Which yeah, is- I did Ghost Agents pages one. Ghost Agents, page two. <laughs> Ghost Agents, page three. I wrote all of them. Every I wrote them all single that page. I wrote all those pages. <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit about Ghost Agents a little later, but another fun fact about Rocco Jerome is he is a big Adam West fan. And of course, Beware the Grey Ghost is the famous episode of Batman the Animated Series featuring one Adam West as uh, Simon Trent slash the Grey Ghost. Uh, Rocco, uh, did you watch Batman the Animated Series when it originally aired back in like 1992, 1993? Well, Your Honor, as a matter of fact, I did. You did? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I remember, um, I've been trying to track this down because I would love to have it again. So you guys, I think you guys know our friend Dave Conover. And he said, he, he had a quip that he made that I really liked that I've employed many times since then, which is that as you get older as a collector, you sort of start to collect yourself. Okay. Both in the phrase of like, I need to collect myself. And also you collect the things that mean something to you. Yeah. Right? The sort of ephemera. Of you. So it's like, you're no longer trying to get like every single yeah. toy whatever but you want the one that reminds you of you're kind of chasing yeah. the dragon if you yeah the, the ones that matter the most to you yeah. right right and the reason i bring that up there was an issue of i thought it was wizard now i think maybe it was like hero illustrated or one of the kind of knockoffs yeah but some somebody one of those publications had the scoop of the art for the batman animated show really like somewhere in like june or july yeah before it came out you know and they had the drawings of what the the characters would look like. Those very Art Deco, minimalist, yeah. Fleischer Brothers style uh, renderings of all these well-known characters. And I remember, and they were in black and white, and it was like they just had the, these little drawings that were like the spec art. And they would have little descriptions of kind of what the character would be like in this. Mm-hmm. And I was already like a Fleischer Superman. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I was talking about the last podcast. That's how I got into Superman when I was a kid. Yeah. Watching those old uh, now public domain cartoons. So great. And like, I would be so excited about those that I was just like vibrating. Like it was just (laughs) like, oh my God, this show is going to be amazing. Yeah. Can't figure out what issue of what that was. I want to get it again just to look at it and see if it you know, if I, it, it looks like I remember it, and also just to have it as a as a relic and as a uh, sort of a, a um, such an important to me piece of of cartoon and comic history. Because yeah. I do think that the Batman animated series is possibly there's a good argument that it's the ultimate version of Batman. That is, I hundred percent think that. Yeah, it's that serious. We will not fight you about. We, it's we silly. Totally agree. And the thing about it too, and this is the thing that we'll talk about here i think hopefully that i'm going to try to steer the (laughs) conversation to is that batman is maybe the most resilient character in all of fiction batman can be the dark knight returns yeah yeah batman can be adam west Mm -hmm. he can be hanging out with a little boy in his underwear and go in other dimensions and fighting candy cotton or cotton candy monsters Mm -hmm. or he can be 
murdering child molesters in the streets. Like, you could really do a lot with Batman. It's very malleable. Yeah. yeah. Like a rubber band. I mean, he's even been like Jack the Ripper at one point, or he hunted Jack the Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can do a lot with that concept. It's really just kind of like indestructible. It's airtight. You know? Do you think it's partially because he's human that a lot of people really... Yeah. You know, he's a real guy. Like, you don't have any sort of science fiction elements necessarily, yeah. but you yeah. can. Um, it's, it's, and I, it's like, oh, this is what we would do if we were, like, billionaires, you Yeah, know? right. And there's, like, you know, I mean, I've heard women say that he's, like, a sexy character, which, like, I don't think Adam West what? was necessary. But, I mean, oh, again, he was, he was a bit of a woman there, answer, is, yeah. he, there is the history of the guy himself that's interesting. So, um, yeah, it was really sad. But uh, you can do a lot with Batman. It can be a lot of different types of, of, of stories and characterizations, and they all... To me, anyway, work. I know I do know people who are like mad about versions of Batman they don't like. I'm not one of those. Well, that's. The, I feel like if there's a version you don't like, there's so many other versions that you can just you know take in. That's true. So, uh, what are your favorite memories of Batman the Animated Series as a whole, other than Beware the Grey Ghost? Stars? I mean, it was one of those deals where it came into my life. I was in middle school. I was like 12 or 13. I remember that they showed on Leathery Wings at primetime. Mm -hmm. They showed it on primetime and then again mm -hmm. during the day. I don't remember which was... Do you remember? It was it usually there? around 5 o'clock when I would watch it. Okay, so for this one, they showed it. Maybe this was... They showed the, they the showed Man Bat like one the... in primetime. Yes. The, yes. That's the, yes. the quote-unquote pilot, even though it was, the, it was the second episode that they actually showed. Right. right. As we've gone over on that. They, yeah. Now, I don't know if the but dearly the departed Ray Fouché had anything to do with this, because I know that he liked this stuff, and he had a lot to do with the programming on WDRB. But it was it was shown at like 7 Yeah, that was at like, yep. eight, like eight, 7 or 8, yeah. Yeah, on a Sunday, I mm -hmm. think, if I remember yeah. correctly. And it was like, wow, like... And it's, you know, it was it was headier even than the Batman movie that had just come out, mm -hmm. which is Batman Returns, of course. And it was just like, man, it was so good. And I, I don't, I remember that I didn't watch it every day after the first, like, year or so. And I remember that because there was a kid at school who was, like, saying, like, did you see what happened on Batman yesterday? And I was like, I didn't see it. He's like, really? Like, how can you not be watching that? And he wasn't even a big fan mm -hmm. of that stuff. I would have been more. But I was, like, at the age where it's, like, I was kind of, like... You are middle school. So you... I was middle school. It's kind of reaching the point of stature. We were yeah. both in the same... But you, you were both I was like, the same way. You're at yeah. that age where you want to be cool, too. Yeah. You know? And yeah. Do your own thing. I, you know, I, was, I was seven or eight, so I I've, ate that up. I thought a lot about the chicken and the egg on that, too, because, mm -hmm. like, I, I feel like... I feel like comics in general were getting less good about the time that the Batman the Animated oh, Series Oh, the nineties comics do not hold up great. Amazing, at all. you know. So like, I remember that like I was Claremont had left X Men. The Image guys had they, formed they, Image. They formed Image, yeah. And hmm. then barely worked anymore after they made their millions of dollars. And then it was just kind of like I just kind of I didn't even really like the Image guys anyway. Well, the like, Image guys made the comic industry all about the art and not the story too. Sure, and but the art to me wasn't great. I know that I'm the editor of Image Grand Design and all, but I'm not a huge fan of their work. But like, it was one of those deals where it was just like, when I was younger, I didn't, I was never a kid who was like, yeah, that sucks. Like, I liked everything. Mm -hmm. I liked all comics, kind of. And they weren't Marvel or DC. They were weird to me, like most kids. But it was like, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have some sort of a like, uh, you know, there wasn't. Too, mm -hmm. Like, Sectars were cool to me. Chris sure. Starr was cool. Give it to me. I don't care. Mask was cool. I don't care. Mm -hmm. That looks fun. That seems fun. I don't know. The toys aren't very poseable. I don't care. <laughs> you still kind of, 
you know? Like, I wasn't much of a critic. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mind that there was two Ghostbusters. I was like, that's fine. That confused me. It's fine. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, I was the same way. And, and that was I, sort of I will say was real. that I, I, I was very brand loyal. Like I didn't want knockoff masters of the universe. Sure. Which now I wish I did because the knockoffs <laughs> yes. were awesome. Yeah. yeah and there were so a fun. lot of cool toys. I really turned my nose mm-hmm. up at when I could have had a pretty, pretty banging collection. Had I just not let them dictate my imagination to me to the yeah. degree that I did. Once I'm on the bus, I was I was selling a lot of my comics to this kid named Luke. Luke, if you're out there, hey, what's up? Um, <laughs> but I sold him like Todd McFarlane X Men key issues. Oh, okay. I think like the first appearance of Gambit stuff that I was yeah, like, I was like, I'm not really into this. I don't really like this. I don't, these these comics. How I much did you sell uh, the first appearance of Gambit for? I think it may have been like twenty dollars. Oh god! But it was a beater too because yeah. I'd read it. Yeah. and stuff, and it had been like wherever. So I have that like, now, but it costed a lot more than twenty dollars. Sure it does. I don't. <laughs> I don't give. A he wore speedos over his bodysuit. Like the art's not good to me. The head like, sock's great. He was like, "Are you selling your comics because you don't want to get made fun of?" And I was like, no. No. Like, what, cool. what do you think I am? Some kind of <laughs> Like, no, that's not the deal. I'm, I'm selling them because I don't like these ones. Mm. And I'm kind of losing interest in all of them anyway. But like, Yeah, they're taking it's up not, space. It's not, it wasn't peer pressure. Like, I was kind of fortunate that comics started to suck when they did because it meant that I was no longer beholden to that. Yeah, that yeah. I've been for my whole life to the period. Anyway, all of that was happening at the same time the Batman show was happening. So it's interesting to think about that because Batman, the animated series, was legitimately very, very good. But it also seemed even better because there wasn't a lot that was truly great that was happening around it. You know? Yeah. But even still, in cartoons. But it's still great to this day, too. Yeah, it holds up. It's yeah. nicely, it's a really well put together piece of work we like, always say that this this came on at five o'clock every day while we were eating our okra with our parents and it's kind of unbelievable that it was so good and it was f- for children but uh, it, yes but uh, when you watch it it's really not it has themes right. that you know even and, re- resonate even more to this day as well yeah. in this episode well, alone there's tons of really scary explosions yeah <laughs> and well and here's something i think about kind of a lot is that you know since i make ghost agents now i'll have people ask me is it okay if I let my kid read this? Can my kid read this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, we got casual drug use. But say there's a lot of psychedelic violence. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, when I was like eight, I had read The Killing Joke. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I had seen Robocop, Predator. Can your kid not handle it? Because if not, then no. I've, uh, yeah, if, well, what, yeah, it depends on the kid. It depends on the kid. Depends on the kid is the ultimate answer. Yeah. But also, I just feel like they didn't used to. I feel like now there's programming, maybe programming is the wrong word because it's not even so much that it's on TV, but there's, there's, there's content, sh- content, content. Ugh, yes. that's, the word. that's <laughs> a word we talk about a lot on here, hate unfortunately. the word of that context. <laughs> yeah. Where are we now when the computer is called artificial intelligence and what I do is create called uh, generating content, you know, it sounds mm-hmm. gross, that's what I do in the bathroom. Is you did very content. It's disgusting. <laughs> I don't think you could beef that one, um, <laughs> but you probably should. So, like... It didn't used to be that there was like such kidified, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it used to be like Star the, Wars the lines toys. The lines were a bit, bit blurred back then. Right. And it's like, catch up if you can't. Like Star Wars toys were Star Wars toys. My cousin, who was four years older than me, had the same Star Wars toys that mm-hmm. I had. There weren't like 
baby Star Wars right, toys. Like the Fisher Prize things that right. they do every couple and of years. And then similarly, yeah. there weren't Star Wars toys that were like for an older kid. There wasn't a Star Wars figure that had 40 points of articulation. Right. The Black Series. That a child would to immediately break. You yeah. know what I mean? There was like, this is what the, the Star Wars toys are. Mm -hmm. That's the way it was. And we liked it. I'm not necessarily saying that what we had was better or worse. Oh no, no, it's, it's just different. It's, it's different. very different, yeah. and it's worth it's worth analyzing. It was very concentrated, it, and it became part of our who we are, our psyche. I just don't yeah. see that happening for future. There's just too many options. For yeah, future yeah. Generations. No, it's you just, have the show that's for eight year olds. Don't mm -hmm. watch the show that's for nine year olds. Mm -hmm. And for God's sake, don't watch the show that's for thirty year olds <laughs> because you are not ready. And it kind of makes me wonder if like kids that are coming up like. Are they going to be ready for f Yeah. Like, is life going to just, like, run these kids over when it's time, you know? Also, I wonder, like, 30 years from now, will people want to do podcasts or whatever the form of entertainment is then about what's big now? Like, Bluey and stuff? Uh, Man, I don't know. And like, it's, I it's, can't see... There's, like, Batman the Anime Series is timeless. I don't feel like there's a lot of timeless content right. coming well, out. Right. Well, and I, you know, Blue, Bluey or something like that, which I don't know a lot about. <laughs> That's the only kid's thing I could think I of right off. It, it just kind of occurs to me, I know we're going all over the place here, and you guys just want <laughs> we'll to get back to Greg Ghosted Adam West, <laughs> but like, when Star Wars came out in 1977, and grown people went to it, especially movie aficionados and science fiction Which there's footage of. If you look at the footage of people outside of Graham's Chinese theater or whatever, they're mostly adults. Yeah, there's big, big There's not big all people. children there, as right. some people like to um, yeah. like to say. Yeah. yeah. My um, parents were in line. But they, they would see it, and they would say, oh, this is like the Republic serials. Mm -hmm. The beginning crawl. It's like yeah. Josh Gordon. And it's like, oh, this is like hearkening to an earlier time. And there's other elements, obviously, of samurai movies and other stuff. But it's like the overriding thing really is the old movie serials. Mm -hmm. That's gone. Star Wars, like, wiped that out mm -hmm. of the lexicon. Mm -hmm. And now we've just had Star Wars for 40 years. And it's like a religion. And it's kind of a drag. You know, and it's yeah. just kind of like, man, like, things things should go in cycles and go the f*** away. Yeah, but the, everything's just kind of staying around. Right. Because they just keep and, just squeezing yeah. the money, and they're not, squeezing and they're the not money even out. reinventing. At least Batman will reinvent himself every couple of years, but we're just kind of continuing yeah. stories. Here. Even so, like I just, I don't know, man. I, I wish, I wish, I wish kids had their own. <laughs> they totally don't. They they have they have our uh, hectoring. <laughs> I'm as guilty as, as anybody in this. It's I'm a not. constant circling of the drain. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's well, that's dark. Mm -hmm. so, it's not, it's not <laughs> that is dark. I'll bleep that. Uh, yeah. for, for, fortunately, there is stuff that we're still very into much into, much like Beware the Grey Ghost. It's episode thirty-two of season one of Batman the Animated Series. It aired November fourth, nineteen ninety-two. So oh, thirty-one wow. years ago yesterday. Today's November fifth. When we're recording, people will hear this sometime in the next three years. So. <laughs> do you do you remember watching Beware the Grey Ghost for the first time? Uh, and were you aware that Grey Ghost was uh, Adam West when you watched it? I don't think I don't think I was to be honest with you. I don't think I saw it. You didn't <laughs> see it when it was originally on. I saw it later though. Yeah, yeah, definitely did see it later. What were your thoughts watching it uh, years later? Oh man, it's cool, you know. But here's the thing: I think that when I saw it, it was probably during the years that I was not into Adam West. And here's the thing about that. So when I didn't see the Batman 66 show as a kid, and I remember that I did get to see it when I think maybe 41 or one of those, one of, 
one of the local channels during the summer did like a TV as it used to be, mm-hmm. and they showed the first two episodes, the the Riddler, I did a Riddle yep. or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and I saw it for the first time, mm-hmm. and that may have been 1989. Yeah. If not, it was close to 1989. That would make sense. Sure. And it was like I was a kid, so it was like I didn't get the jokes. I I it seemed like a Batman show. And kids could appreciate it on a different level than adults could, which goes back to what we were talking about before. Like it was designed that way. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it was cool. I liked it. It's Batman. You know, I remember uh, my best friend, he, he, he recorded a, like a a Batman um, marathon that was on Nick at night Mm -hmm. and we watched it and it was like, ah, Batman, you know, seeing Batman move and talk on TV was enough for me. Mm -hmm. With Robin, no less too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I would watch them on the Family Channel. Nice. Uh, that's where they would show. And then for a while, CBS, I think it was would have been CBS, would show them on Saturday mornings. Oh wow! Uh, and I not, was this not is aware. Ninety ninety one, they would show the one half one half of the episode and no show the kidding. next half the week. They did do that uh, as they were starting that. to phase out cartoons. They did start showing. That's how crazy the Batman craze was. They were showing sixty six. Wow. On Saturday mornings. Very I, interesting. I watched it on Nick at Night. Yeah. Like it would come out at like See? five or yep. six or something like right. that. And I remember that like the three-parter with Batgirl was one of the things. They had. But anyway, mm-hmm. as I got older and I read uh, The Killing Joke. and Which I, is very much not like Batman 66. Very much. It's very dark. Very, very It's dark. like the darkest. That's the one where Barbara Gordon gets paralyzed. Uh, when Joker shows up at her door and shoots her in the spine, and then strips her naked and yeah. takes pictures and then shows her dad. Yeah, like yeah, they don't, they don't, they censor that. When in, you like, say the it out editions. loud, it's just kind of like, what the f- are you talking it's about? Like, like some edge lord. This? I mean, it really is. We didn't have the words for it then, but like yeah, edge lord, like total. And Alan Moore even later was like, hey, I'm sorry. He hates that. that. He yeah. hates. The, he hates the story now. Yeah, it's gross. It is pretty gross. But by that point, I was not into the Batman '66 show. I thought it was like part of the problem. This is why people don't take comics seriously. Mm-hmm. How seriously do you really need to take a comic? You know, <laughs> yeah, a guy dressing yeah. up as a big bat. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So like, it yeah. took me years to kind of like I went through these phases with it. Batman, cool. Cool, it's Batman when I'm like eight, nine, ten. And then when I'm like 13, 14, 15, it's like, that's just stupid. Uh, comics aren't for kids. F you, man. And, yeah. You know, we're serious. Batman you're is very, serious. You're very punk rock right. <laughs> when you're at that age. And then when I'm like getting closer to like 20, it's like I'm thinking, like, it's fun, but if only it wasn't Batman because Batman should be dark and scary. Yeah, yeah. And mysterious shouldn't be goofy. And then once I'm like into my 20s, I'm like, it's just f-ing Batman. Like, life's hard. <laughs> you know, like, this is probably more pure the, than any other version. The comics for does. years after that came out were really silly because of how popular the show sure, was. Sure, but they were silly before that, too. I mean, if you look at like. They were like really into sci fi stuff, I remember. In the there was a lot weird. of that. But I mean, it was. I'll put it this way. The, the Batman 66 show was more like the comic books of the period and previous mm, yeah. than the Tim Burton movies. What did you like most about the original Batman 66 show? Um, I think just what I said, that idea that it's something that kids can enjoy on one level and adults can enjoy on another. Did you have a favorite like villain? I think probably or performance it's, anyway. It's got to be Gorshin as the Riddler. That's when I was a kid, it would have been the Joker because yeah, the Joker. Yeah. But, Romero, uh, Romero was really good. He was, indeed. But Gorshin, I think, uh, as the kids say, uh, understood the assignment <laughs> really well. Yes. And Gorshin was like a hip cat kind mm-hmm. of a dude in real life. Yeah. 
Like he was like a jazz bow, like a dude loved jazz, and, yeah. and like he would mm-hmm. be on like Ed Sullivan, like mm-hmm. doing you know an act. Like he was kind of like he was a guy who was like I don't know that this is true. I might just be making this up, but like he strikes me as some, somebody who was probably like kind of a vaudevillian. Okay, guy. I could do yeah, that. Yeah, maybe a little latter day, but like he definitely was like a song and dance man, mm-hmm. you know. And Gorshin, like when it's a Gorshin episode you know you're probably in for a good time. I liked how he would like he had he he had more colors in his arsenal, I feel like, than any of the others cuz yeah. he would, could like throw a tantrum, you know, <laughs> or like be really excited and giddy, mm-hmm. like just a very manic character. But a threat. I always thought he was most threatening. Yeah, it was uh, also. Yeah, especially in the 66 movie. Like, yeah, it like, seems uh, like he'll kill you. Yeah. Like, he has a really... gangster way about him. Yeah. The other ones don't. They're yeah. just there to have fun. That's true. That's a very that's a very good observation. He does seem like he's got a certain danger. And he could whip out like a Tommy too. gun or something. Yeah. Like, Joker would never do something no, like that. No, no, no. Joker is like clowning around. Yeah. Know? I mean, he's goofy. How did you feel when they replaced Frank Gorshin with uh, like, John Aston? Um, you know, I mean, I was a kid, so it's not like it happened to me in real time. And I know that, mm-hmm. that he came back, but it was like, Aston, with the jacket, sweet jacket. Dude. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Aston is kind of one of those actors where every time I saw him turn up in something, it always, it seemed like it was, he was like a benevolent uncle. Kind yeah. Of like, yeah. Oh, Hey, I'm just yeah. playing this role today. No, I'm Gomez. Hey, yeah. I'm going to get the check and, uh, you know, just, you guys just do whatever you want. You guys want some soda, you know, some popcorn or something. <laughs> I can get it for you. All right, thanks. I just love seeing him in anything, so it, yeah. was, it was fine. And he has the cane, and that's, the cane that's where great, the cane yeah. came in. You know, I when I was a kid and I would read a comic book, I was invested in a way that I'm not now. And I'm invested now in a way I wasn't then. Because I would read a comic book and be like, oh, man, She-Hulk is in trouble, guys. She-Hulk is really, I don't know if she's going to get out of this one. That's how I would approach comics and fiction in general, I guess, as a young person, as, as very young people do. And then as I got older, I sort of I sort of look at my appreciation of comics as being more of an aesthete, right? Like, 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 there's art. Don't leave that. That's not a curse word. Mm-hmm. Like, art has people that love it and are interested in it in a way that they perceive it and, per- and have a perception of it. And those people are called aesthetes, right? So, mm-hmm. like... I think of comics and those types of things in different terms now, kind of approach in a different way. And I don't, it's not so serious to me. And I'm not so self-serious, I would like to think. So something like an Adam, like Adam West is not going to like make me mad because it's like disrespectful to Batman. Yeah. You can't be disrespectful to Batman for me anymore. Yeah. That part of my brain doesn't exist anymore. And I've leaned into kitsch. My thing, and Jimmy's like this too. We're kind of we're kind of brothers in this. We're kind of kitschy dudes. We're like mm-hmm. kitsch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're those middle aged kitsch dudes where it's like, oh, he's not a pedophile because he likes toys, <laughs> right? Okay. If you see him in the toy aisle, he's just looking he's for looking things for him. <laughs> that remind him of a of a sillier time. He's just silly. Yeah. He just likes he's just silly. silly. He's he likes silly. he likes camp. <laughs> right. He likes yeah. camp, and yeah. he's not a serious person, mm-hmm. and he's fun to be around. Yeah, that's what I hope for the love of God. <laughs> I I went to see they had Nosferatu, and they they had the, the little orchestra played music yeah. with it. Yeah, and I went. It was so much. Fun. And I took uh, like Amigo Nosferatu that came out. Mm-hmm. And I was that. taking pictures of him, like having a drink. And mm-hmm. I put him, this is where I am now, Jimmy. You'll be proud of me because I used to be really closeted with this stuff. <laughs> but I put him in like the hanky pocket of my sport coat. Right. Nice. And I just kind of wore him around. 
And some people would be like, oh, that's fun. You're fun. You're a weirdo. You're fun. <laughs> and then other people would just like look at me like, ah, oh. <laughs> like as if I had <laughs> my pants. And it's just like, yeah, you know, I'm comfortable. <laughs> I just had them and I felt like I should just put them right there and just show people that I'm a weirdo. <laughs> should always be proud of who you are, Rocco. Well, I mean, you know, Jimmy is maybe the most outwardly <laughs> weird person I've ever met in my life. And it's like, you know, there's a, there's a realness to Jimmy that I don't have I'm, I'm closeted you know jimmy's jimmy's like um you know he's the guy in the gay parade who's like just like out and proud you know and he's beautiful and he's living his life and i'm like i'm i'm like insecure about my weirdness you know and it's it's something i'm working on i mean really i'm wearing this batman shirt today with this bat symbol and when i was coming out of the my my condo today i saw my next door neighbor and i was like is he laughing at me Really? Everyone loves Batman. Well, it's sad, buddy. I, I got to get over it. That's why we gotta, do this podcast. Gotta, Everyone loves gotta, Batman. Whoever you are, whatever you're into, you should just like lean into it hard because this is what we got, man. Yeah, on your shoulder. Just you only live once. Right on your shoulder. Like literally, put them in yeah. your pocket. Like, mm -hmm. like, like it's 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 you know the, the, the there's no point to anything. Yeah. We, we live, live once, and we don't know how long we're gonna be here. So. Scariest mm -hmm. times ever. People like a little bit of whimsy. They appreciate it. I like it. a little bit, you know. They, some people <laughs> they don't need to overdo it. I pay, yeah. I pay my taxes and stuff. <laughs> and we're proud of you for that. Thanks. You know, I don't know. I've said some kind of crazy <laughs> Have so, I? So, I my heart my my heart is true, man. I don't I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. Not right. Anyway. I don't know how to trade. What do we what do you usually talk about on this show? <laughs> This is a very different show for us. We usually, we usually analyze. We've already done the episode where we analyze. Well, that's good. Stuff. That's good. This is your, this is more of a free willing one. Okay, but I good. would like to know your thoughts on "Beware the Gray Ghost" the the episode. I don't Marco. remember. <laughs> it was fine. Uh, Jimmy, uh, review uh, Rocco the plot of "Beware the Gray Ghost." Uh, I remember it. Uh, well, that's the well, other... well, first. Let me see if I can remember. It. Okay. The Gray that's Ghost. Good. That's good. The Gray Ghost was Adam West. Well, I know that, <laughs> but he was a a um, a crime fighter before Batman, right? See, it's it's kind of gray there because it's no pun intended because he was a uh, he was a hero in a TV show. Uh, and it was so, did Bruce Wayne watch it? Yeah, Bruce Wayne yeah. watched so, it as a child, and, and he Wayne, adored it. And Bruce Wayne like maybe took some inspiration. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. See, yes. I do know this. Yes. I do know this. And then um, at the end, it turns out that the gray ghost was actually gray his ghost. biological father. <laughs> no. Right? That is, no? That is not that. And Thomas Wayne was not the father. No, that, that is a Grant Morrison plot. Oh. <laughs> I'm confusing it with an episode of Mari Povich, I saw. <laughs> but, but, Thomas, in the case of young Bruce, you are not the father. <laughs> But Simon Trent is a very down on his luck former uh, actor that played Grey Ghost. Oh, no one will hire him for anything. So, so they, he's selling his stuff. So they to make, basically to make rent. made him. It's meta as hell. That's really unkind of them to do. That. No, the, the whole the whole episode is basically telling. It's a big thank you to Adam, Adam West. West. See, and that's I'm glad that we get into that too because one of my favorite things that exists on Earth is when Adam West is Batman. You knew I was going to bring this I up. I know. We'll be talking we about talked about it last time, but we'll bring it up again. But we didn't go in, because I knew we would come up here. It has to. Talk about the king. Yeah. You can't, you can't, I mean, if you, anybody talks to me for any length of time, this is going to come up, basically. Go for it. This is first date material. <laughs> <laughs> Adam West as Batman appeared on Memphis Wrestling, 
which was just called wrestling. That's how big it was in it the was world. It was huge. It was in just Memphis. called wrestling. <laughs> Jerry the King Lawler. What are you watching mm-hmm. wrestling? Which wrestling? Wrestling. <laughs> That's great. And Jerry Lawler was the, the people's champ in a way that The Rock could never be. And I mean, he literally lived in the same town as also, Elvis. Also started in Memphis. Right, exactly. <laughs> like Cabana. And was kind of a bigger star than Elvis to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And at this point, he was a heel, which is a bad guy, Jimmy. And I knew that. He, uh, I was just doing that for a fact. <laughs> and he has this tete-a-tete with uh, Batman, and he's wearing a super... Adam West, Batman. Right, he's wearing the Superman costume. Adam West is possibly inebriated. And he's not wearing a good Batman costume. No, but he but he is. In a he way. had the mask. The, the mask he's wearing good. the mask with Did the gloves and a tracksuit. Yes, he had the mask. It's like a tracksuit. Okay. He didn't have a hood, like a tracksuit hood. He just had the Batman mask. Okay. And he's like, I didn't want anyone to recognize me. I didn't want anyone to recognize me. But there is a rumor that Mr. Freeze and Penguin are here in Memphis because of the radical change in the weather and that they have a hookup, a hookup with the evil king of Memphis. <laughs> like, I know this thing like the back of my hand. And it's like, was he drunk or was he, he pretending to I be drunk? I feel like he's drunk on it. I really yeah. do think that. It's like, I heard a rumor due to the recent change in the weather. The Mr. Freeze and the Penguin are here, and they have a hookup. They have a hookup. A hookup with the evil king of Memphis. With the evil king of Memphis. <laughs> he does a thing with his hand. A hookup. Yeah. <laughs> a hookup. And hookup wasn't part of the, the lexicon, no, by the no. way. That's not a term that was popular in rap music or anything at that point. Like he just, <laughs> for what, there was no rap music. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he knew this would be a thing later. But like he's talking to this Mike Brown. It's either Mike. I'm pretty sure it's Mike Brown. I don't think it's. Mm-hmm. I, I remember his last verse. But he's like. I was about to say. I thought it was Lance, but yeah. I don't think Mike it's Brown. Lance. But yeah. but he's like, oh, like he talks to Batman the way that like adults talk to to children. Like, <laughs> oh, really? Now. <laughs> Okay, and it's like this guy is used to talking to wrestlers about the dumbest shit in the world. Yeah. But for some reason, like this is like a little too far strange for me, <laughs> and um, it's just amazing. But but our friend Sean, um, he was like, on the show a while back uh, oh, talking about uh, Robin's first appearance. Yeah, he was like, "This is really sad," and I was like, <laughs> "That man, yeah, this is not sad. Like this is cool. This he was Batman. He was Batman guy. What? He's the guy." Batman. Nobody is more Batman than him, and he should be allowed to be Batman anywhere, anytime that he needs to or wants to be. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine, I swear to God I mean this, I can't imagine a more fun life than getting to be Batman. That version of Batman at car shows and on wrestling and at the grand opening of grocery stores. For, for, what do you do for a living, Jimmy? Tell me what your job is. I uh, work in shoes. Wouldn't you rather credibly dress up as Batman and to the point where people yes, would totally be like, yes. that's Batman. But, yep. You're not pretending to be Batman for sake. For, you are Batman. You're you're Adam West, goddammit. You're Batman. For for two years, he only he couldn't get any roles, so he worked only conventions and car shows and stuff for two years. Dude, and here's the other thing about it, too. He loved it. <laughs> He loved it. The dude who played Herman Munster would have to do that, and he hated it. And he was like, "I'm a serious actor." He Adam Adam West was not a serious actor. He never claimed to be. He, he loved being Batman. That's true. And That's true. He did. Think about like you know something that that I, I'm. This is going to get 
maybe a little hinky. I'm going to try to phrase this the right way. Things that put magic in the hearts of children are amazing things. Like, and it, it touches me and moves me in, in ways where I get misty and my face gets hot. You know, I think about um, our friends Josh and Tyann years ago. I went with them to see where the wild things are. And we weren't really tight then. We weren't great friends. We were friends. We were real friends. And like, we're friends. We were real friends. But like, anyway, we were close. <laughs> At the end of that movie, I had to hold my breath to keep from crying in front of this woman I barely knew. Like, I had to, like, leave the theater it's quickly. It's a tough movie, yeah. And, like, stand in the hallway and, like, <gasps> like, we could watch some horribly sad, violent thing about adults, but, like, something that, that like, gets into that early primal part of your brain mm -hmm. before you had control of your emotions and sort of gets you that way. And, and Adam West was that person for so many adults who would meet him and be like, oh, my God, it's Batman. And that's the only Your Batman. Yeah, I remember back then there had only been one Batman. There hadn't been twenty Batman by that point. Yeah, there's been they doing the sound movie. Yeah, like, but no one, was, no one knows who that guy is. Yeah, f that guy. <laughs> him. Adam West was bad, and it's like, mm -hmm. and he's playing the game with you. No, he's working with you. He's not doing a shoot. Shoot is in wrestling when they. That's when they do real life stuff. Yes, he's Batman for you. He's gonna do it for you. Mm -hmm. Well, hello, citizen. You seem to have grown up very well. Like that's beautiful, man. And he, like, his whole life, he was game. And that's a beautiful thing. Because hardly any other actors that were in silly stuff like that were that person. They wanted to be, you know, Ginger from Gilligan's Island is always the one I kind of go to first, where it's like, you know. She thought she was above the material. Yes. Yeah. And she didn't want to do the reunions and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Adam West was like, no, I love this. Mm -hmm. He even came back a couple years before he died and did some of the animated uh, films. Which we, we actually went to, that to in together. The theater when mm -hmm. it was the thing. That was so much fun. It was marvelous. He was marvelous. R.I.P. So, um, speaking of ghosts, Rocco is the writer of Ghost Agents. That's true. There's some like, synergy there. I like to say I'm the writer and producer of Ghost Agents. What which is, is like, I, I think of myself as like the Robert Evans of Ghost Agents. Right? Like, Brandon, I'm sure you've heard before. You've heard this before. When somebody says that in comics, the special effects budget is limited only by the artist's imagination. Yeah, yeah. The artist is the special effects. I'll do you several ones better than that. Several some. ones several. better. I think the artist is the director, the cinematographer, every actor. And the writer's casting. just the screenwriter, I guess. I'm the screenwriter yeah. of the types of comics I make. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not very pedantic or harsh with the artists that are kind enough to collaborate with me about what yeah. they do. So I give them a script that gives them a lot of latitude to bring their own attitude. And I have things that I feel very strongly about that I need to be certain ways, but then all the rest of it, like kind of up to their own 60% yeah. of it. Like if there's a fight, I'll be like, draw a fight between these mm -hmm. two characters. Their interpretation of that. Yeah. Yes, just, yeah. I want to see what you make, right? Like I want to see what you do. That's fun. I like that. It's a lot. so much fun. And when it comes back, it's like the greatest feeling in the world. It's like, Oh man, Sometimes it's like, this is what I imagined pretty much. And then other times, more often than not, it's not. And then it's like, oh, wow. And it's like as close as I ever want to get to uh, rearing a child, basically. <laughs> I don't want to have that experience with a human being. But to see this thing that like is partly me and is partly the other person. Mm -hmm. And to have them, the artist, be happy that they worked with me. Yeah. is a great, great feeling when it's like, you were so good to me. You really gave me the opportunity to do this. And um, thank you so much for not being 
over the top with instructions or directions mm-hmm. and for for encouraging Some creative freedom yeah. yeah and i i really think of comics as a it's an art form and it's a storytelling medium it's both mm-hmm. of those things like i was saying earlier i think i appreciate it more as an art form than a medium at this point in my life but um there's still so much potential there's so many things that have not been done in comics that still can be mm-hmm. just in in the way that page layouts can work and yeah um different uh, narrative devices that we haven't even really quite discovered yet. So, you know, I, I think very highly of uh, the artists that I work with because they do really cool work and it's all sort of, it all feels like it pushes the envelope in a way that I'm proud to be a part of. Uh, tell me, uh, how would you describe Ghost Agents? Ghost Agents is, well, one of the things I try to not do, you know, when you ever, you, you kind of like try to explain the plot of some. It's kind of like the elevator pitch. Yeah, it just feels silly when you start to be like, and then there's the netherworld, and monsters come from the netherworld, mm-hmm. and then there's, there's spies, though, and uh, they fake their deaths. Like, it just sounds dumb yeah. to me. I don't like doing that. So, like, basically, what I like to say to people about ghost agents is that seeing is believing. If you look at it and you feel like the art is cool and engaging, mm-hmm. then it is. Because the number one thing that I find with people who are not comic book people is that they'll be like, um, I don't really know a lot about comic books, but this looks cool. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I should buy it because I don't know anything about comic books. And it's like, man, we've really messed up. We've stigmatized comic books to this degree. Yeah. Because it's like, it's just, does it look cool? Then it's cool. Yeah. It's pretty much as simple as that. But it's it's um, it's about it's spy-fi, a phrase that used to be around and, and much greater use than now, I guess. Science fiction kind of married with with um, spy fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of like sh- short stories. I've, it's I've all noticed. made and, up of short stories, and each one seems different from the other. You, some of them feel like different genres than the I would other say that's accurate. Too. Sure, and a lot of that just comes down to just the different artists that I work with. I ask them what they would like to draw. Mm-hmm. I'll see someone's art online, social media. I'll hit them up and say, "Hey, nice art. You want to get paid for it?" Mm. And then. They usually say yes, and then I get really high and I write a script for them, and then they draw that. Yeah, I just want to say right off, uh, some of my favorite artists, Barry Tan just rocks. Singapore. Uh, M- M- Miguel Galindo's, I really like him Miguel a lot. Miguel Galindo, Mexico. Yeah, so I mean, it's people from literally all over the planet. And and, and you managed to get some work from Ken Land- Landgraf, who did Landgraf. a lot of... Uh, Jesus Christ. He did a lot of the, DC books, and he did a Marvel... I think your first comic book ever, which was a the, Marvel book. Not the first comic ever, but the first one I bought is Spinnerack, which is a Wolverine Hulk thing. But he also... He's better known because he was considered the father of outlaw comics. He yeah, had all these yeah, like really yeah. blacked-out independent comics. <laughs> I mean, there's no, he would probably love, he would probably describe them himself as being whacked out. I mean, he's, they're trippy, but like, yeah, getting him and he's kind of like, he's sort of off the beaten path for us because mainly my thing is the artists that are working on this thing are up and comers. Yeah. They got Moxie. Five years from now, I don't want to be able to afford them anymore. Yeah. I want them to be yeah. often successful, working for the big two if they want to be, mm-hmm. having successful books, making a living at their, 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 uh, their trade. And then I want to be working with the people that'll be a big deal from ten years from now. Like basically, I want to always kind of have like the Saturday Night Live. Yeah, kind um, of a rotating cast, and... right? You know, um, but also like the two guys you mentioned, like um, Barry is kind of like a 
um, very much like a, a Darwin Cook. Bruce I was going to say uh, like a Bruce Tim Darwin you know, Cook, yeah. Minimalism. Yeah. And then Miguel is kind of like a George Perez kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have that too. I have guys that I work with where it's like, oh, this guy is kind of like our... He's our Perez. Mm. You know? There's also an artist, uh, last name Perkins, that's real has some really good like psychedelic imagery and Ben Perkins. I, I get, yeah, I, Is I, that right? it just said Perkins on the page there. I just, yeah, let me make sure that we're saying the right thing because for some reason when we say Perkins, it sounds weird. Don't edit this out because <laughs> no, what is this music in the background? That's, he, that's, Perkins. that's my hee haw clock. That's so weird because Ben Perkins. If if you had said what's that guy Ben, I would have said Ben Perkins. But when he say Perkins last, it throws me. Ben Perkins. Yeah, Ben's very good. Great, too. great psychedelic type imi- yes. imagery. And I drove him into that ditch. It was like, hey, do do trippy stuff. I want you to to draw things that are upsetting. What what inspired you to make Ghost Agents? And how do you make how did you make this a reality? Man, I I go through the doors that open. Sort of my edict in life. That's that. And, um, you know, as, as much as I loved comics my whole life, I never even dreamed that I would get to write them. Even though I'm a writer by vocation as well as temperaments. Um, the idea of getting some artists to do the drawings for me just seemed too far out. Like I just couldn't square that circle. Yeah. And I would never want to be the kind of comic writer who hires i don't think of the artist as something i hire yeah. like i don't feel like i have some great idea that like some some artist would be should be really feeling lucky to work with me because yeah. i want to write a story that's gonna you know be like the walking dead for them or whatever like for me it's more like i see someone's art and i, I want to sort of bring out what the best their about, strengths yeah you know? yeah and and what accentuate uh, the positive yeah i mean it's very much a collaboration so i just didn't have the ability to kind of know those people mm-hmm. And during the, the pandemic, I was able to work on this image grand design, this bootleg thing through just being on Facebook and a Facebook group where a lot of artists kind of had happened to congregate without my knowledge even. And um, I earned their trust, which is something that is really valuable to me. And um, at this point now, I feel like I have enough of a sort of a standing in that social scene to where it means something if I reach out to somebody and say, hey, would you like to collaborate? Which is something that I'm thrilled about, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm not saying it like I think I'm some great guy, but it's like I basically, I I feel like I've done it the right way. And as a result of that, mm-hmm. good things have come. And I, and I get artists paid. That's another and, very important thing. And I think one important thing here is also you actually start something and finished it, which is hard enough to do, period. Right? Yeah, that's true. People have a real hard time mm-hmm. yeah. with that. And part of it, too, is, I think, is having other people depending on you, I think, is the secret sauce. Gives you the extra pressure to kind of make the diamond it does, in a way. It's like, this guy is waiting for the scripts. This guy drew these pages. He expects it's, to get paid. The only yeah. way I can get him paid is to get the book printed and sell it. So it works like that. And another thing, too, is, and you see this a lot with like different collaborations with a lot of different creators, is that you're only as fast as your slowest person. Yeah. And I don't do it that way. Like my ghost agent stuff is set up where it's like the deadline is August 30th. And if you don't have your done by August 30th, that going in? you're not going to be in this book. That's fair. That's but fair. lucky for you, we'll do another one. Yeah. It's like the bus. Don't run to catch the bus. There's always another one. Mm-hmm. Right. The hundred year old man said that. Carl Reiner. And, uh, uh, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Yeah. yeah. 
And so far, you got three of these big treasury editions, correct? Yeah, the third one, we just finished the Kickstarter for Ghost Ages Metropolis. By the time people hear this, we'll probably be on our eighth treasury. How did, uh, how did one get their hands on copies of Ghost, Ghost Agents, Agents, Ghost Agents, Crimson Reckoning, and the upcoming Ghost Agents Metropolis? So ghostagents.net is always your way to go to figure out what's going on presently with, with Ghost Agents and how to get, get, on the, get on the train. If you live here in Louisville, if you go to uh, The Great Escape, mm -hmm. they have my Ghost Agents stuff. There's other stores too, but go, uh, Great Escape, they, they buy the stuff outright. Mm -hmm. I saw it at Pops Comics once too in Louisville. They have it too. But they they it's on what they call consignment, you know. Mm -hmm. Where it's like as they sell, if I go in there, they're like, "Hey, I'll get ten dollars." Great Escape just gives me the money outright. That's nice. It is nice. <laughs> it is really nice of them to do it that way. So that's the place to go. Um, we actually the 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 um, treasury size, the big treasury size newsprint edition of Ghost Agents Apocalyptico is now not available online. This really? is only available. Uh, for the last time, as part of the Kickstarter campaign we did for the Metropolis book. So if you want that, um, they have one at um, Great Escape. And if you're really nice to me, I might sell you one of mine. But uh, that's not available now. It's going to be the more conventional uh, trade paperback size, size on yeah. regular paper for the normies. I'm going to try to get the attention of the normies, bigger. <laughs> I need normal people money. Expand that audience. I need that normal person money, you know? And I want you to expand that audience by giving us all your, like, socials to, uh, to plug. For, for what My social security go. number? Yes. I'm not going to give you that. Pin number? I'm yes. leaving. <laughs> Don't air this. No, I'm Rocco Jerome everywhere on everything. R-O-C-K-O-J-E-R-O-M-E. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook. Facebook mostly, because I'm old. Um, and... Uh, Twitter, I guess. I don't. I don't like Twitter. I think it's like X now. Elon Musk. That's not gonna work. <laughs> That's not gonna work. Every time I go to like a tweet, or I don't even know if they're called tweets anymore. I see the it's X a, in the corner. Yeah. I keep thinking that makes means I'm Xing out of the site. Yeah. And that always. And also, me X up. equals pornography. How <laughs> is this dude so rich that he can actually make it so X doesn't mean pornography? <laughs> He's taking it back. He's Are we really back. gonna let that happen? I don't. <laughs> you know. Oh, I did want to make a quick note. One of my fa my favorite is it lines. About pornography. No, my favorite uh, quote from Ghost Agents is "Swastikas are so last season." Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was. Yeah. That was something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, this is uh, Adelaide uh, von Volker is the, the character who says that, and she she invents a new kind of terrorism where she's no longer a neo Nazi because she's no longer just interested in eliminating one or two kinds of people. She wants to kill everybody on Earth. Oh. Swastikas. She's she's, she's growing <laughs> in her own way, you yeah. know. And uh, Crimson Reckoning is all about what happens with that character and fun to write, man. You know, villains are fun to write. I bet. I bet. Uh, do you have a favorite villain from Batman the Animated Series before we leave? It's probably Joker. I guess Mark Hamill, like like his rendition. Yeah, that's so good. I I've never been a huge fan, however, of Harley Quinn. Uh oh. I like, Jimmy, I like Harley Quinn Jimmy in fan. the animated series. I don't find that I like her in any other. Oh, version. okay. That that well, the, the other ones don't. Yeah. It's not Harley Sorkin. That's where right. she works that, best. Right. Is, in, is in the animated. The character right. is literally For Bruce her. Tim. Here's yeah. yeah, and here's the thing: when you're going to have like the dark version of Batman, and this bothers me more than anything to do with Batman, if you're going to have the Joker who's just like murderous psychopath. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to have to kill that dude. 
You know, well, that's on. that's kind of what Killing Joke's about. Cause, like, right, Joker does all that horrible stuff, and, and Batman, Batman laughs with him at the end. Right, it's but like, the, but some people say that ending is him actually killing the Joker because right. there's always been debate on is this canon? Is it not? I are mean, you we something? something is on fire. Because the other answer was that I'm having a stroke, so I'm glad that it's. He has the windows open though. So oh yeah. It's probably... It smells like toast. Just just make sure real quick. <laughs> like grill and toast? That would be an amazing end to a podcast. <laughs> a He's going to keep this up. He's checking for a fire. <laughs> it's probably fine. This is the most I've done the entire podcast. Is for a fire. <laughs> That's cool. You press record, Jimmy. That's true, too. What were we saying about oh, uh, Batman and the Joker and Joker's killing people? Outside. So, like, if you're going to have... Especially if you're going to have that type of story then it really isn't that much fun because then it basically becomes um, natural born killers at that point. True. And she's no longer like a fun, whimsical character of any type. It's like, she's commiserate in this situation. And then like in the comics now, like she's a face now. Mm-hmm. I'm actually buying that comic and like it, the, the birds of prey, but it's like, wait a minute. So wasn't she like hanging out with this woman who like molested Batgirl? Like it's like, and that's just, I uh, New Birds for Prey art's really good, by the way. The art in that is fantastic. Really, it's the main really reason good. I'll buy a comic. Really good. But thank you for joining us today, Rocco. Yeah, can I go now? <laughs> you, oh, you can go. You can thanks go. for having me on. This is a lot of fun. I hope you can use at least some of this. Jimmy. Uh, the parts I don't bleep out. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, tell us uh, how you, uh, the listeners can keep track of Almost Got Him, a, pa- a, pot- a Batman, a podcast about Batman, the animated series. Well, you can go online to Facebook and type in uh, Batman, the animated, Almost Got Him is the name of it. Almost <laughs> Got Him, the animated series about Batman, <laughs> the podcast about Batman. We're flying and, without a script. And is find it? our page. <laughs> is it about Batman? And click like on the page. Um, Brandon puts a lot of updates there that are fun and uh, very informative. All things Batman. Batman. Uh, and, uh, of course, you can go on to the podcasting platforms of choice. Your Spotify's, your Amazon's, your uh, Apple's. And uh, <laughs> follow us there and uh, give us a like. That really helps us out and gets visibility visibility to uh, the podcast. That's the so. most important thing. Visibility yeah. matters, guys. Yep. Need- yep. There's a million people on Earth who will love ghost agents, and I've only found about a hundred of them. We're hoping to get you at least a hundred more. That'd be nice. <laughs> That'd be pretty wild. Well, well, uh, I'm Brandon. And I'm Jimmy. And I'm, we'll, Bro- I'm Rocco. And we'll be back next time for another episode of Almost Got Em Up, a podcast about Batman the Animated Series, where we are going to tackle for the first time ever on its 30th anniversary, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Nice. Can I be on that one? <laughs> it's going to be a long one, but you can. Okay, I'm coming. <laughs>